morning and welcome into Wake and Take. I have the honor, the privilege of filling in for the legendary Jason Allwine. So it is so nice to be here with you this morning. And we've got a lot to talk about. We've got some good news. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, Ben Johnson is staying with the Lions. And it is truly, truly amazing. I know Jason agrees with me on that. We were talking about that. But we also have the Steelers and Arthur Smith is Arthur Smith just going to keep this going the same way Matt Canada kept it going for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this another doomed steel season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Are the commanders doomed? Are the Seahawks doomed? Because Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick have decided to return and stick with their teams for another year. We've got all that. We've got so much more to talk about on Wake and Take. And so we are back and you probably remember me or recognize me from Player Profiler. Today I am the host Jack Cavanaugh at Javanaugh87. You can find me everywhere and you can find me on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays on Player Profiler today right here on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. But we're going to be also on the Player Profiler News channel as well. Make sure you subscribe to that. We're also getting some amazing hosts to fill in for Tuesdays and Thursdays and the weekend. You're going to be getting news seven days a week once again from Player Profiler today. Cannot wait to see it happen. But I can wait to see Arthur Smith and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Arthur Smith the new offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they did what they said they were going to do, right? I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers said they were going to look for someone outside the building, someone who hadn't worked for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and someone with play-calling experience, someone who's done it before. And to be fair, to Arthur Smith's credit, the last time he was an offensive coordinator, not the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, but when he was the offense coordinator of the Tennessee Titans, they had some success. Derrick Henry absolutely dominated. A.J. Brown, pretty good for the Tennessee Titans at that time. So we've seen Arthur Smith do it in the past, but more recently we've seen Arthur Smith mismanage everything. His star running back, Bijan Robinson, his star wide receiver, Drake London, is. George Pickens about to get the Drake London treatment. Is Kyle Pitts, is Pat Fryermuth going to be getting fewer targets than Darnell Washington and Connor Hayward? Is the, Are we going to see Connor Hayward tight end one overall weeks with Arthur Smith? I don't know. I don't have the answers. I hope and at least expect that because Arthur Smith doesn't have a hand in selecting the players anymore, he's not going to be part of the draft. Hopefully when he's just given the players, hey, this is, this is our offense. We've got Deontay Johnson, and he's just going to command all these targets. We've got George Pickens, and he's going to probably continue to be a beta when it comes to targets compared to Deontay Johnson, who is the true alpha of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ultimately, I don't know. I really don't know how this is going to shake out. I am disappointed. I am not optimistic, but 
we have seen Arthur Smith have some success in the past. And this is good news for Jalen Warren. We have seen that Arthur Smith, even with Bijan Robinson, who should have been getting 80% of the snaps, should have been getting at least 70% of the snaps and opportunities, we still saw a lot of Tyler Algier. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, we are going to continue to see this split backfield. There is no way that Arthur Smith is going to ride Dan Najee Harris like he rode Derrick Henry in the past. So what's this offense going to look like? It's going to be a play-action heavy offense. It's going to be a heavy personnel offense. It's going to be a lot of two wide receivers, two tight ends, or a fullback and a running back. Not going to be less three wide receiver sets. And that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a brand that they want to maintain. They want to be hard nose. They want to be smash mouth. They want to be in base formations. We'll just see if it works out. I'm not optimistic for Arthur Smith. I'm not optimistic for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am sorry to all the Steelers fans out there. I'm just not excited. And I'm sure you're not either. Seems like the internet is pretty against this as they should be. But let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know if Arthur Smith is going to resurrect his career. Because Arthur Smith still wants to be a head coach in the NFL. He has said that he wants to do it once again. He wants to be back. So is Arthur Smith going to be a head coach in the NFL again? Is this going to work out as the offense coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is Mike Tomlin going to get a contract extension? Is he Mike Tomlin going to be fired? Is he going to play one more year with the Pittsburgh Steelers and then move on following in the footsteps of Andy Reid, who had a Super Bowl career, or he actually didn't win a Super Bowl with the Eagles, but had a Hall of Fame career with one team and had to move on to another to be truly appreciated. I don't know what the answers are, but it's going to be a lot wild offseason. The takes, maybe the Deontay Dis Johnson discount that we're going to get because everyone's terrified of Arthur Smith. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. But it's not just the Pittsburgh Steelers who have made some changes on their staff. We've got the Commanders and the Seahawks who are still looking for their head coaches. Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloak are out of the running. We're going to talk about that right after this word from the Podfather. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer to peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on Bet Openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be, and now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com, the code is Underworld, check it out. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play, it's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible. Because it allows you to look up players, it allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then 
see the market sentiment on that player, and you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the Price Lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the App Store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. And we are back filling in for Jason on Awake and Take Jason down at the Senior Bowl. Make sure you follow along with Player Profiler Instagram account. You can probably see the videos also on the Twitter account. I'm pretty sure they're there as well. I just literally right before the show, I saw Jason posted. Jason was given his takes from day one at the senior bowl. Make sure you check it out. He's got the risers. He's got the fallers, Xavier Leggett. Oh, disappointing day from Xavier Leggett. So keep an eye on the Instagram, on the Twitter, follow along or the X. Sorry. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to it. Not being Twitter. I still type twitter.com several times a day when I'm doing research for this show and player profiler today, check it out later tonight, but we've got Ben Johnson coming back to the Washington commanders, Ben Johnson, sorry, not coming back to the Washington commanders, rejecting the Washington commanders, rejecting the Seattle Seahawks. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit lions has said, no, I'm coming back to Detroit. I'm going to run it back for another year. And the takes are flying across the internet. There are people saying that Ben Johnson is Josh McDaniels because apparently Ben Johnson told the Washington commanders while they were on their way to Detroit to interview him that, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm not going to take the job. I'm, I'm going to bow out. I'm going to stay home and people are losing their minds. How could he do this while they were in the air? That is so disrespectful, except they forget that Ben Johnson isn't the only coach that the commanders were coming to interview. They were also coming to interview Aaron Glenn. So they were coming to Detroit either way. This is no different. Whether it was Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, it just means the commanders get to leave and go home earlier because they only have one interview instead of two. So no, Ben Johnson is Josh McDaniels. Ben Johnson did not agree to the job, which Josh McDaniels did. Josh McDaniels said he was going to take the job and then had cold feet backed out. Ben Johnson said he was going to have a second interview and backed out. That is completely different, not in the same ballpark. And honestly, kudos to Ben Johnson, 37 years old. He has said that he cares a lot about his family. It has to be the right opportunity, the right decision to make a move to uproot his life, to uproot his family. And this is a massive credit to what the Detroit Lions have built, the culture that they have built in Detroit, that Ben Johnson is choosing to stay rather than a multi-million dollar upgrade in pay. So he got paid last year by the Detroit Lions. He got an upgrade. So with Ben Johnson, he was an offensive assistant. I think he was the tight end coach for the Detroit Lions under Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn gets stripped of his play calling duties. Dan Campbell takes over as the play caller with Ben Johnson helping out. Then they promote Ben Johnson, so he gets a raise there when they make him offensive coordinator. And then, after all the success he had in year one as an offensive coordinator, they gave him another raise last offseason. So now in year two, a lot of success for the Detroit Lions. Everyone thought Ben Johnson was a lock. There was reports that he was asking for $15 million per year, 
And according to Adam Schefter, that scared some teams off of Ben Johnson that he wanted too much money. Except they were still giving him a second interview and still flying in to see him. But but they didn't want him that much. He actually wasn't the first option. He actually, you know, it was it was an open competition, which I actually believe. I do believe it was an open competition. But just the cope from the Commanders fans, the accusations from other people thinking Ben Johnson is Josh McDaniels. I love it. I absolutely love it. These guys with great jobs. And Ben Johnson's probably going to get another upgrade in his pay. This is not contingent on a pay raise. Ben Johnson has not signed a new contract, has not agreed verbally to a new contract. Maybe that does come. Maybe he does see a pay boost stay once again. But some things are not about the money. You're where you work. Your working conditions matter. There is a price that literally you cannot put a price on your work environment. That's why I love working at Player Profiler today. Not that we're saying, <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying, but culture absolutely matters. What Matt Kelly has built absolutely matters. It makes you want to stay at Player Profiler. It makes you want to work at Player Profiler. Dan Campbell has built the same thing with the Detroit Lions. He wants, he has people who want to be there, want to come back. And that's just awesome. You're 37 years old with Ben Johnson. Why do you have to make an aggressive decision right now when you are content chasing a Super Bowl with the Detroit Lions, especially when next year, what jobs are going to be up next year? If Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys collapse, if they don't make a playoff run, are they done? Is Mike McCarthy out of there with the Dallas Cowboys? That's an enticing job because you know Jerry's got money and he's willing to spend it and you've got a quarterback in Dak Prescott. What about the Philadelphia Eagles? Nick Sirianni already on the hot seat. There was no guarantee he was going to be back this year. What if he's gone? Now you get Jalen Hurts, you get A.J. Brown. You're a team that's going to need a lot of renovations over the next couple of years, but a historic franchise in the Philadelphia Eagles. What about the Chicago Bears if they do not meet expectations with Matt Eberflus? Ben Johnson now gets to come to Chicago and work with Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whoever he ends up picking. But... Lots of options there. Kansas City Chiefs. What if Andy Reid retires and he has a chance at that job? What if Doug Peterson gets fired and you get to work with Trevor Lawrence? So I understand the commander's job is very attractive with either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And you as the head coach get to pick who that guy is going to be. Very attractive job. But some things are not for sale. And it looks like the same thing as going to happen with Bobby Slowick and the Houston Texans. And I love that as well. Bobby Slowick is in the exact same position as Ben Johnson last year. Ben Johnson was in the running for the Texans job and the Panthers job. And he turned them both down, said he had unfinished business in Detroit. And it was just his first year as an offensive coordinator. We got to remember Ben Johnson just in his second year as an offensive coordinator. And people are mad that he doesn't want to immediately make the jump as a head coach. He's got a lot to learn. D'Amico Ryans admitted he had a lot to learn. That's why he wanted to return to the San Francisco 49ers. He removed himself from the Minnesota Vikings job a couple of years ago because he thought he wasn't ready. He needed more time. Bobby Slowick does the same thing with the Houston Texans under D'Amico Ryan. So he's going to get a pay bump. He gets the pay bump that Ben Johnson got last year. Bobby Slowick is absolutely going to be in the running to be a head coach of the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, whoever else comes up with a head coaching vacancy. He's going to be in the running for that. But why rush? You've got all the time in the world. You are a valuable candidate. Why take a job just to take a job? As Bobby Slowick, as Ben Johnson.
Gerard Johnson as well. The quarterback coach of the Houston Texans, he's back too. So the QB coach gets a pay increase and is back. The offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans gets a pay increase and is back. CJ Stroud to the moon. CJ Stroud very well could be the dynasty quarterback one because of the age difference between him and Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. CJ Stroud could be that dude. And Jared Goff, perfect quarterback two in dynasty. He already was the perfect quarterback two in super flex, but he's going to get a massive contract extension this off season. He's going to be making $50 million per year. He's going to have his offense coordinator for another year. It's going to be another stable situation. Love it. Absolutely love it. But what about the teams that were rejected? Well, the commanders had seven finalists. Ben Johnson rejects them first. Then Bobby Slowick rejects them. So we're down to five finalists for the Washington commanders head coaching job. And this was said to still be open. They liked all of these guys that they talked to. They liked Dan Quinn. They could be looking for Dan Quinn to come in and be a culture builder for the Washington commanders. Same thing with Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, who they interviewed today. Dan Quinn, they interviewed yesterday. Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Anthony Weaver, the defensive line coach for the Baltimore Ravens. Both apparently interviewed very well. Both very highly considered with the Washington Commanders. And then they've got Eric Bieniemy as well. But isn't it interesting that we go from seven finalists, two of them are offensive guys, to five finalists, and only one of them is an offensive guy. The other four, defense, Dan Quinn, defense, Aaron Glenn, defense, Mike McDonald, defense, Anthony Weaver, defense, Eric Bieniemy. The only offensive guy left in consideration for the Washington Commanders. So are they going to be under that shuffling of offensive coordinators? Is Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whoever they end up signing or drafting, rather, to be their next quarterback? Are they going to be subject to a constant change at offensive coordinator, or is it going to be Eric Bieniemy, who finally gets the job with the Washington Commanders? We'll keep you updated. Stay tuned to Player Profiler today. When that news breaks, we'll break it all down. And what about the Seahawks? We already knew that the Seahawks were looking for a defensive guy. They interviewed Mike McDonald yesterday, the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, this is his first interview with the Seahawks, though. They weren't able to meet before the AFC Championship game, so this is a first interview for Mike McDonald. It sounds as though he is the favorite for that job, but Dan Quinn still heavily in contention for that Seahawks job, the defensive coordinator, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, and then he becomes the head coach of the Falcons, takes them to a Super Bowl 28-3. to They never make it back, but Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald are the hottest names as the two next head coaches for the Seahawks and the Commanders, which is just crazy from just a couple days ago when it seemed like it was a lock that Ben Johnson was going to get a job, Bobby Slowick still in the running. But here we are, and we will see who ends up getting hired. We have some other moving movings along the coordinator side and the, yeah, the coordinator side, the head coaching side. We have Brad Idzik who is the former wide receiver coach of the Carolina Panthers. He is now the offensive, sorry, he's the former wide receiver coach of the Buccaneers. He's joining Dave Canales with the Carolina Panthers. He's the new offensive coordinator. The Panthers also steal Harold Goodwin, 
who was the run game coordinator and the Bucks assistant head coach. He's taking the same position with the Carolina Panthers. So it's going to be a brand new staff with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It looks like it looks like Todd Bowles is going to lose a lot of his guys. He loses his offensive coordinator. He loses his wide receiver coach. He loses his run game coordinator. Big changes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know Baker Mayfield's going to be back. He's going to get a contract, but is Todd Bowles going to be able to weather the storm with the changing offense coordinators, or is he just going to make another good hire and it's all going to be good? He's going to keep his job. That's one that we're going to be watching, and we're going to be watching the Philadelphia Eagles. They bring in Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator. So Kellen Moore, OC, Vic Fangio, DC, Nick Sirianni, the, the head coach still, immature head coach Kellen Moore younger than Nick Sirianni definitely more mature than <laughs> Nick Sirianni but when this hiring was announced it was described as Kellen Moore having the chops to fit in and stand up to a veteran coaching staff that he's not going to get pushed around that he's going to have his own say which is interesting to think about considering what happened with Philadelphia Eagles and their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator both being driven out of town. So those are things that we are paying attention to. The Bills are sticking with Joe Brady to be their offensive coordinator. They also promote Bobby Babich. Congratulations, Matt Babich, who works for Player Profiler, and his cousin. I don't know, actually know if they're related, but we're going to pretend they're related. Hopefully, Matt Babich is now going to be getting inside information with the Buffalo Bills. Maybe we'll have that inside track when it comes to Buffalo Bills and all of their injury updates. We also saw the Broncos bring in Pete Carmichael. To be, I don't know, but Pete Carmichael, the offense coordinator under Sean Payton, was just fired as the offense coordinator of the New Orleans Saints under Dennis Allen. We'll see what ends up happening there. But he's on the staff now, Sean Payton, bringing in all of his buddies. But we've also got updates on the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl coming up this week. We've got updates on that. I know everyone's excited about the Pro Bowl and Pro Bowl quarterback, Gardner Minshew. So Patrick Mahomes, not going to be going to the Pro Bowl. Lamar Jackson, not going to be going to the Pro Bowl. C.J. Stroud is the first replacement. Gardner Minshew is this year's Tyler Huntley. And in the NFC, all three quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford, and Dak Prescott, they are out. So your Pro Bowl quarterbacks in the NFC are Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and Geno Smith. Which, honestly, not that bad. Gardner Minshew, though, making the Pro Bowl this year's Tyler Huntley. Amon Ross St. Brown and DK Metcalf are in. AJ Brown and Mike Evans are out. Stephon Diggs is in for Amari Cooper. Jameer Gibbs is in for Christian McCaffrey. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, both tight ends in the Pro Bowl, both now in the Super Bowl. So Evan Engram and Jake Ferguson have been added to the Pro Bowl. Some changes at offensive line as well. Tristan Wirfs, Kevin Zeitler, Wyatt Teller, Tyler Smith, and Ryan Kelly will all be attending the Pro Bowl. And we have some fullback news as well. C.J. Ham, the Vikings fullback, is in for Kyle Juszczyk, who is going to be in the Super Bowl. And that's why there's so many replacements. There's a lot of guys in the Super Bowl. Chris Jones in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Nick Bosa in the Super Bowl for the 49ers. We've got uh, Javon Hargrave in the Super Bowl for the 49ers. We've got Fred Warner. In the Super Bowl for the 49ers, a lot of guys are being replaced. A lot of very deserving replacements. So congrats to all the additions to the Pro Bowl. I know it's not 
what it once was. I know it's a skills competition, the flag football now, but it's still an honor that gets used in contract negotiations, which by the way is ridiculous that the pro bowl is an incentive in the fifth year option of players drafted in the first round. Absolutely ridiculous that a fan voted popularity contest matters when guys like Amon Ross St. Brown make the all pro team and don't make the pro bowl. But We've got the Pro Bowl coming up before the Super Bowl. And at the Super Bowl, we are going to see the 49ers wearing white. And since 2004, the team that wears white, the away uniforms, they're 16-3 and since 2004. But the Kansas City Chiefs, who will be wearing red, are one of those three losses to the team wearing white. Chiefs wear red, beat the San Francisco 49ers. Same uniform matchup, same election cycle, same leap year coming up. Are we about to run it back and the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl once again? 